Blog Talk Radio. You're live on Awake with Offset on Evolution Radio. Good morning. All right, guys. So this is the Teak Takeover uh, segment. This is Teak this morning. All right, guys. So today I wanted to talk to you guys um, about balancing your caring and your strength side. So I came across this. Um, I don't want to say article, but um, I don't know what you call it. I guess I came across this read, and um, the caption of it was basically balancing your strength and, I'm sorry, balancing your masculine and feminine side. Personally, I like to stay away from words like masculine and feminine because, honestly, they're not real. They're made up. It's really a way to generalize and characterize how a person should be and who they should be and behave. But as I went through and read the article, the article actually um, talks about a lot of, really, it talks about how to balance your, the, your spirits for if you're leaning too far on the masculine side, which is technically considered the strength side, and without having any, without tapping into your feminine side, which is technically considered the loving and caring side. But as I continue to read, the thing, it talks about those who are in an unbalance of understanding their strength and their caring and loving side. Uh, it really discussed what I uh, a lot of um, mental and personality disorders. The importance, as as you know, if, if you are constantly listen to the show and listen to my show and our set show, the importance of balancing your your spirituality, your mental and emotional health is very important. I consider your uh, emotional and mental health to me the same thing as like working out for your physical health. Every day you get up, you work out, you eat right, and you get your body in shape. The same thing goes for your mental and emotional health. It takes the same effort when it comes to balancing those out. Every day we must get up and speak positivity into ourselves, speak, um, you know, I talked about, you know, spiritual and mental workouts when it comes to uh, having affirmations, speaking positivity, the right writing, uh, have a gratitude journal so you're constantly reminded what you're uh, grateful for. Reading, uh, finding wisdom, because I feel as wisdom is the greatest gift. And because it's so accessible now, you know, with the Internet, it's so easy. So every day, you know, try to get up and read, learn, and promote positivity and love towards one another and ourselves. So I want to uh, get, right, get right into it. So I'm going to uh, quote a lot from the article. The article, I mean, I guess I'm going to call it an article. If you go online, it's called Soul Stuff Living, The Balance of Feminine and Masculine by, trying to think of what's the author name. Looking forward right now. Mm. Oh, Jack Steffens, by Jack Steffens, uh, published March 24th in uh, 2018. All right, so let's get right into it. So your true expression of love, which is your caring side, and your true expression of power, which is your strength side, and your true expression of, of wisdom is a human who is healthy and balanced with integrity. So let's talk about the unbalance of someone who is caring yet weak. So a person who is caring yet weak is someone who is someone who becomes a victim to their own generosity, someone who picks the well-being of others over their own, extend even I'm sorry even at the sake of their own mental, spiritual, and physical health, and they believe that this type of suffering is good. I feel like either if 
this doesn't um sound like you. I feel like we all know someone who extends their their generosity at the ex- at the expense of their own health. They believe that this type of suffering is good when they have the the gift to get mentality. So basically, they feel like, well, if I do all this, then I will get this back in return. And uh, and it comes down to the reality of, of understanding that no one owes you anything. Everything you must do has to be your choice. You cannot expect love because you give it. If that is within you to give, and that is just within you, you cannot. And honestly, that is honestly a form of manipulation to tell someone, "Well, I did all this for you, and you did nothing for me." When it's not their responsibility. I feel uh, we all come across that person, or you may even just just know this person who feels as if the more they give, then maybe they will receive, and they're always left from, you know, like short ended and short end have I'm sorry, getting the short end of the stick, or they're not really receiving the love that they feel like they deserve based on the love love that they give. And as I continue to read, you know, they talk about this person in the article, someone who plays a victim to their own generosity, the partner who takes advantage. Uh, they, sorry, they normally end up with a partner who takes advantage or command of their life by uh, and putting their own desires on hold. They teach people to treat them unfairly. They may feel overwhelmed by the demands of others. This repression and suppression of their own happiness can cause them to become depressed. And as I keep reading, it's kind of uh, it talks about certain personality and mental disorders. One of them is the people pleaser. And if uh, you listen to my listen to my uh, previous shows, as I talk about certain personality and mental disorders, this person uh, identifies to me as a people pleaser. If and if you uh, understand the people pleaser childhood, it was someone who was withheld love. They never really felt the. They never really felt confidence in themselves to. To receive, to receive love from from each other or demand love from uh, their their partner, and I wouldn't even say demand, but it expect or have an expectation of that. So this is someone who was uh, never really showed a consistent healthy love in a childhood. They never they never um was treated fairly as a child. They parents usually forced impossible expectations and practice unfair ways of uh disciplining them. They was criticized a lot more than they were praised if they even were praised and they If they did praise, they did it in a way that really kind of undermined them or, or where the parent took credit for their accomplishments. Like you might know a parent that said, well, you did all this because of me. You got to this school. You got this down the third because of the parent that I was to you. So it's not even really a praise. It's really a way to um, praise themselves. Or if they do talk about you, they, they, they use terms like, you know, because of the mother I was, because of a mother or because of a father or because of a caretaker I was that they turned out like this. It's not even a praise to you. It's really an undermining uh, compliment and really just a praise to you. And and what this does when someone is neglectful like this to you spiritually and emotionally as a child, it, te- it teaches you not to make your own emotional and mental health a priority. It teaches you that your uh, that love is something that is only achievable by what you can give. You're constantly trying to reach these really unrealistic, unfair 
expectations set forth to you that we, we were never meant to reach. It's always in a state of making me feel that I have to keep trying to keep going and keep doing this, and then maybe I'll get, you know, love and praise and feel like I'm, um, I guess, good enough. So kids who grew up in a childhood like this always have this complex of I'm not good enough and the more I give, the more I do, then one day I will get the praise that I deserve. When they grow up in a child at home like this, because what the parent does is accept this environment of um, you're not doing good enough, you're not doing enough. Even when you, you know, do things that you know that you're proud of, even if you know that these things aren't true, they still tell you that you're not doing this enough. They try to demonize and criticize you, and again, it's turned the child into a, a, a people pleaser, which lets them end up in relationships where they feel like the only way to get real love is by doing for someone and keep giving and giving and giving and giving. And they never really understand that that's not real love. And it doesn't even, like, and manipulating and playing the victim and guilt does not get you love. The other um, personality trait is the enabler. Um, the, the enabler is really more comes from having a, I guess, a destructive and toxic sibling when a person becomes the enabler, who's, so basically they have a self-destructive sibling whose life they feel would fall apart uh, if they don't constantly intervene. And actually what that does is constantly enables that behavior because the actual person, sibling, does not really see any real consequence. Um, so it kind of really just continues this cycle of where they feel like, you know, they know the parent, they mean, sorry, their sibling might be, you know, an alcoholic, drug addict, you know, or just someone who really never have to be accountable for the actions because they always have their sibling to there take care of them where they need money, clothes, needed to be built out, that person is always there. So they end up being this person who feels like they have to always take care of someone because without them, they, they feel like they need them. Without them, their life will fall, fall apart. So what happens is when they get into their adulthood, they end up in relationships like that same thing where they're doing so much for this person because it's like this person needs them or they feel like, well, maybe if I keep helping, they would change them, they would do better, and I'm showing them better. And that's a really an unrealistic way to view, to view love in relationships. A person should be accountable for themselves. You're not accountable for anyone else. You have to do the work themselves. I feel the best way to give back is really to, you know, volunteer, help the less um, uh, less unfortunate. These type of relationships are not healthy. They're not good. They're not a good dynamic for you and for yourself. Giving love without taking care of yourself and making sure yourself is okay and um, protecting your own self is um, it's always doomed to fail. It's always doomed to fail. You know, they um, – and the suppression – uh, and and uh, of your own thoughts and boundaries or really affects and basically close off your authenticity. When you're constantly feeling like that, the only thing, the only way to give love and what love is, is to give. It's never really to receive. It's really to basically you just sit and you don't say anything, but your goal is to help that person and make sure you're there for them. And what you receive in return is basically nothing because you feel like what love is is to constantly do and do for someone else and to care about someone else over yourself and to give. And I don't know why a lot of people, I actually talk to a lot of people, have this idea of that's what love is. And they become extremely, and they're considered extremely weak because they, when they put someone's own well-being over their own and neglect themselves and 
you know, deal with so much, you know, say anything, try to avoid conflict and try to try to basically keep the peace by just doing what needs to be done for that other person. They usually settle into unfulfilling careers and relationships when they get into this toxic cycle of abuse. They feel anxious and defensive all the time. They they have had a hard time standing up for themselves. And when they do, they feel as if they are treating the person unfairly when in actuality they are not because when you hold someone accountable for their actions, they are responsible for the outcome of that. So usually the person ends up feeling extremely guilty for standing up for themselves or calling someone out on their toxic and negative behavior. And usually they're very hard on themselves. They belittle themselves and their lives because they they always feel as if they're not living up to their full potential. They have low self-esteem, and uh, they, they, they know within themselves that they are behaving in a cowardly manner by not taking up for themselves, by not uh, by not standing up for themselves, by not and, and uh, making sure that they are receiving, I'm sorry, that, that they are receiving, you know, reciprocity for the love that they give in return. They, they because they don't demand or expect or or even you know, fight for this type of love. They they feel that they got the short end of the stick, like the short end of the stick. They feel this with with inside them when they're overgiving to others and not themselves. And the key to find strength in these situations is to start being um, basically a problem solver. Find solutions that, that actually address the problems. Speak up for yourself, you know, um, reclaim your authority over your life, yourself, and your emotions. Understand that they are your responsibility, but no one gets to cross your boundaries. And you know what type of love you deserve, and, and the many love is not, is not a negative thing. It should not make you bad. You're not treating someone unfairly. When you demand that you are treated and loved in a, in a respectable manner, your boundaries are being set, and someone engages and shows actual interest in you. That is what you need to strive for. State your honest opinion when you feel a certain way. Don't let people talk over you or, or, run, or run over you. Take an active part in decision-making. The strength, I mean, sorry, the, the loving and uncaring person really resonate with me because I, I grew up in the household like that, so I know what it's like to have the, uh, to have your, your feelings and emotional needs not, not being met. And if you've ever been up in a relationship where you feel like you're always giving and giving and giving and giving and walking after someone and you're not receiving anything in return, if, um, and you just expect that, well, the more I give, one day it will pay off because this person will finally see that I am a person of value because all that I have to give. That will never happen, ever. You are solely responsible for that in the, in the situation that you are in and the people that you are around. So remember to stand up and take claim for yourself, take authority over your life. Uh, and most importantly, when you, when you are in this state, you need to, when it comes to regaining your power, and your strength within inside you, take a break from dating, start building relationships and understanding and understanding the importance of setting boundaries and being secure in your thoughts, your feelings and what you expect and want from people. I'm not saying like be be unfair where like you said too high expectations, but understand the difference between someone uh understand the difference between having a situation with someone where you guys have misunderstanding, a conflict and 
and things when you guys are just maybe not seeing eye to eye and when you're just flat out being disrespected, taken advantage of, and not uh, in neglected. Those are two different things. When you're when you reach a point of where someone's flat out disrespecting you, flat out neglecting you, and flat out not showing up and be present in the relationship, that is someone who does not respect your boundaries and who is um, taking advantage of you and you as a person who could reclaim the authority over your life and walk away from that situation. All right, guys, so now that we talk about the loving, I mean, yeah, the loving, caring, and weakness side, we're going to take a quick break and talk about the strength and uncaring side. I 
did the damn thing. Dirty Diana, singing and dancing all in the rain. Alright guys, welcome back. This is the Teach Tech Oversight segment. Today we're talking about the balancing of your strength and caring sides. And we just discussed the person who is caring and loving yet weak. Now we're going to talk about someone who is who understands or has a lot of strength and understands power, but is uncaring and unloving. This is someone who seems um This is someone who seems, in, in my say, what's the word, conquered, who seems to be conquered, who have conquered their life. Their main objective is to win and to have things their way, even at the sake of relationships. They are calculating. They always have a plan, meaning that you might meet someone who you feel like starts off to be nice and sweet and then eventually turns extremely cold. Understand that this is more than rightfully intentional. Their goal is to gain your love and your trust over you and really to gain your, I can't think of the word, it's not, I want to say loyalty, but um, just your, just basically to have you in a sense of codependency where you're constantly trying to receive that love and caring again from them that really is never going to come back. Their intention was to always have you in a state of basically feeling like you're on, like you're on the high from them, like you basically got a, a basically a high from them that came in being trying, loving, giving you basically everything you thought that you needed, and then they, as soon as they feel like they have you hooked, they just turn cold. The teamwork to them is important to achieving a goal, and that's, I mean, if, if teamwork to them is important when it comes to achieving, achieving a goal that a goal that is benefit towards them, and they just always seem to be competitive in groups and relationships instead of giving a sense of safety and making you feel confidence in the connection. They intimidate. You are either with them or against them. They're mean, vindictive, quick to anger, pushy. They take advantage of people. They can be physically, emotionally, and mentally abusive. They justify their mean behavior, manipulative behavior, and selfish behavior as necessary. For them, winning is the most important thing. You ever argue with someone whose goal is basically to win every single time? It seems like you have to be in the wrong when they talk, when they speak. Someone has to be in the wrong and they have to be in the right. It's like it comes down to, like, not even what you say. It's how they say it. It's just like if they might say something, but in a way it makes it seem like you're wrong or you're bad because it makes them feel like they're being right or they're being righteous. They have an inflated ego. They lack complete empathy for anyone else, so they feel no remorse about hurting people. 
and this case, in this uh, personality personality and mental disorder, usually uh, it does fall under uh, the narcissistic personality disorder, mental disorder. These people are considered incapable in love. I'm sorry, incapable of love. They enjoy manipulating people to gain energy and confidence for them. And they they basically mentally, physically, or emotionally abuse people. They usually disguise themselves as the trauma, as I said before, to bring in their next victim. The signs of abuse are they minimize your needs. They don't give, but they they don't give you really any real love, or they don't, you know, really basically don't cater to your emotional or, or mental needs that need to be met in a relationship. They completely neglect them, but at the same time, they expect you to be there for them and take care of them, and how you feel does not does not matter. They never take responsibility for anything they say or they do. They are never, ever in the wrong. You know, someone who is just can never be in the wrong, and if they do, it has they have to cause a scene. They have these crazy outbursts. They don't care about how you feel. They only care about what benefits them. They usually uh, set dates, you know, when they uh, to boost to try to boost their ego, and I call that fishing for compliments. Where they might say things, where they might try to play the victim to you about how hard life is for them, but do it in weird ways that are trying to get you to compliment them. Like I wish people just saw how good I look, or how great I am, or how smart I am. Basically, just trying to get you to compliment them and tell them how smart and great they are. It's not really even them trying to be open or vulnerable for you, when we with you, they're really just trying to have you basically just compliment them and shift their ego. So you can um, basically just continue to boost their ego and their confidence. They never approach you first. They always wait for you to come to them because they have this weird sense of entitlement. They, they lack empathy and dismiss your emotions, cross your boundaries, and the relationship feels one-sided and your sole purpose is to serve them and their ego. Really, this, uh, this dynamic usually ends up being like this with the person I described before, which is a people pleaser. They usually they intentionally seek out what is what they consider weak and vulnerable people to manipulate them, to hurt them, because they know those people are going to be, are always, because they're used to that type of dy- uh, dynamic in relationships, as I talked to talk about on my last show when it comes to the cycle of abuse. When your childhood, as I said, multiple times, your childhood directly affects, you know, how you end up in relationships in your adulthood. So a person who is constantly, you know, being triggered a certain way, for instance, a people pleaser or an able that grows up in a narcissistic child, a household where the parent is constantly doing these things to them, will automatically seek out that partner. It's honestly like a, a sense of comfort and understanding. If a person does not know or never had real, true, or healthy love, they will never, they don't know how to seek that out. They don't know how to show up in it. It's honestly a sense of being uncomfortable when they're in that situation. So the people see that usually ends up with the narcissist because they understand that this is what they consider a weak person. They end up taking advantage of them, completely, complete advantage of them. Basically, they have a disregard to their feelings or how they feel because, number one, they lack empathy. They're completely incapable of feeling guilt for someone else, although they can't feel shame. Meaning that if you expose an office for their negative ways and behavior, you will you will see you know how small and weak they become because they completely live out of their ego. Their ego is their most important thing. They don't really know how to empathize with people, show love or caring to people. They're just completely selfish. Their goal is to always be seen and look good in front of people. These type of people 
really the best way to deal with them is to stand up to them, basically, is just not let them manipulate you, cross your boundaries, and um, basically fight out disrespect you and, and, and neglect you. I always tell people when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, run. There's really no hope for a narcissist because they can't feel guilt. They can feel shame, basically, when they're not being praised and uh, being admired and no one seems to be in favor of them, but they, they're completely capable of feeling guilt and empathy. And no matter how hard you try, you never really, you will never get that from them. Um, I kind of consider them the, the lost cause because these are people who are my, who I consider just flat out cruel. And their only, you know, self, their only interest is their self-interest and what they're getting and how they look in towards people and in front of people. And then the, the other one is the controller. The controller is a little bit different. The controller probably, you know, grew up in a household where they, which was just as, a, just as abusive and traumatic as the, the people pleaser. They, you know, the people pleaser and the controller both grew up in um, very abusive households. But when it comes to the controller, they consider, you know, emotions and being open as weak because how badly they've been treated. So, you know, they usually come off as bossy, they're very quick to anger. They believe that in relationships, either you are the controller or being controlled. That's how they view relationships. They are selfish and, and threatening. They respond to their triggers with, you know, just very loud and angry outbursts and by being just flat out mean and spiteful. They always want to have upper hand. They usually start uh, they usually start off sweet and kind, you know, to like really seduce you and bring you in, but just as the uh, the, the narcissist. But when they start to feel themselves becoming too open or too vulnerable, they, you know, use, I guess, like they try to feel like they need to be in control of each situation. Their goal is to always be in control, always feel like, you know, no one can hurt them or take advantage of them. And for them, the main thing that you need to do is try to. So let them know that you're not their enemy and for them to meet you in the middle. To become caring and balancing, they need to deal with, you know, the real root cause of their pain and their, with their unresolved childhood memory. You might notice them, they might, you know, the, the controller, I would say, as opposed to the narcissist, because the narcissist will never be open or vulnerable with you, but the controller might, you know, constantly, you know, mention when they're upset about how something, someone did them so wrong or did them so bad, and you might constantly keep hearing about it, Really, that's an unresolved childhood memory within them where we're basically it's sort of a shift and a change within them where they feel weak and uh, vulnerable and they never want to feel that way again. So they need to realize that, you know, when you're with them, you're not against them. Um, that the goal is to, you know, find solutions to, to the problem and then you could to deal with this, you know, and really to get in, to get in touch with the caring and loving side, to volunteer, to help those less unfortunate, to be there and, and care for others. It, it teaches them to care for others and give love and um, empathize and sympathize with people, and most importantly, seek counseling. Um, the controller, people who turn on relationship as a controller who try to take full control over the relationship have to be in demand of the relationship. And, you know, if I said to have these angry outbursts and, and they snap, but I feel like it, it puts them in a state of control because they don't like to feel small or weak. It's uh, very frightening and fearful for them. They need to see counseling. That stems from traumatic and a traumatic experience and a lot of pain that resides within them. This is someone who is actually really hurting bad on the inside and just have just completely incapable of feeling and, and uh, 
being vulnerable and open and showing emotions because to them it is just basically being weak and being small. And for them, they don't know how to basically balance off being them, being secure in themselves and who they are and being strong and giving, you know, and being caring and loving with their partner, friends, or um, children. Strength and caring are, are, are both very important. So the point is for them is understanding that you don't have to giving, you know, showing love and being uh, loving and considerate people is not giving up your power. They have this weird conception that for them it, it means giving up your power and being small and being weak and allowing someone to take control over you and allowing someone being able to hurt you. That is really just stems from insecurity. Someone cannot hurt you when you know yourself. Someone cannot make you feel small when you already know who you are and what you're capable of and what you're going towards in your direction in life. So really just when someone feels that in order to get love or in order to constantly not be hurt, they have to constantly be in control and be mean and demand and take demand over others' lives and take advantage of other people, those, those people are just by that insecure. That is a huge insecurity where you feel that you need to do that to constantly, you know, never feel small, never feel weak, never lose. That's just completely insecure, and I think we all know someone like that. So if you are this person, if you resonate this person or know this person, understand that they more than likely they just need counseling. They need to practice, you know, giving to others. And basically the reward of being a good person is being a good person, that no one owes you anything, one. And two, number one, this will help you build real connections with people. Number one, it will make you feel seen and heard, and at the same time, but you build real long-lasting connections with people, being able to be open and honest about who you are, and you and actually dealing with that trauma or heart and pain inside of you, and not giving power over your emotions and ruining your relationships and your connections with people. All right, so we just finished talking about the strength and uncaring. We're going to take another break, and then we're going to talk about someone who is weak and also uncaring. Be right back, guys. I put the singing single, ain't worried about a ring. 